Hello everybody, welcome to the podcast Clueless Doctor and I and I am your host Sankalpa Chakma. So in this podcast I I just kind of talk about medicine about about medicine about the human body you know all that stuff. So 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 I'm trying to talk about blood in the last few in, in the <coughs> from from the last episode. In fact in fact I made an episode I mean before this one but I deleted it on on red blood cells so I'm, I'm going to make a fresh new <coughs> episode on red red blood cells that is this episode so welcome so welcome so welcome to this podcast and there I go so like like I like I mentioned in the last episode that our blood as we know what blood is 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 made is made up of two components the plasma and the and the formed element which which contains the different cells red blood cells then white white blood cells and platelets so pla- plasma is kind of i i talked about it and it, it has many different functions now in this episode today i will be talking about red blood cells in particular so so red so red blood cells they are the most abundant component of the formed element and their primary role is in is in the transport of oxygen throughout the body <coughs> because we because we get the oxygen from the environment from the air our, through through our through our through our respiratory system it goes through the nose and, and then and then through the respiratory tract and and ultimately ends in the in the alveoli of the lungs and from the and from there the blood the blood catches the oxygen gets the oxygen and then transports it throughout the body because all of our cells they need oxygen for for the various reactions without oxygen we cannot survive so the red blood cells or the RB, rbcs as we call them they they do this very important job of carrying oxygen through, through, throughout the body so first of all, a, a little bit about the structure of red blood cells. Now the red blood cells, they are cells, and you know, cells how they are. And um, the, 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 the red blood cells, they are, they are biconcave in shape, and, and, the, and the diameter, and the average diameter of the red blood cell is around 7.5 micrometer. So definitely it's a very, very small, small cell. And, um, the volume of the of, of each red blood cell is around 90 femtoliters. Femtoliters is a very <coughs> is, is is a very small volume. So yeah, it it, it it is after all a very small cell. So although although the shape of the red blood cell, like I said, is biconcave, but but is actually pretty flexible. You know, like like the red blood cell, it has a very thick cell membrane. All all cells they have a cell membrane and 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 the red, and the red blood cell membrane is very thick so it, it is it, it it is made up of a lot of fats so so that makes it very flexible the the red blood cell in fact the in fact the red blood cells they have to really squeeze through very very narrow blood blood vessels sometimes so so if so if the so if the rbc's if they are not really flexible, then they will just kind of break, and then they they cannot do their job. So it is very important that the cell 
uh, remains very flexible and very and very adaptable yeah so <coughs> so one one peculiarity about about rbcs is that they don't have a nucleus or or mitochondria now now no, no. A lot of cells, almost all cells, they have nucleus and, and mitochondria because the nucleus, you know, this, um, this, this is the this is the genetic power powerhouse of the cell. You know, all of the genetic information is stored here, and by genetic I mean the different proteins which the cell synthesizes. So, and also there is no mitochondria in the in the RBCs. So the mitochondria is the place in the cell which is responsible for the for the oxidative reactions. Many of the reactions, many of the reactions inside the cell, they need oxygen for you know. However, because there is no mitochondria, so so all the metabolism which occurs inside the RBC, this is actually this goes through actually two only two different pathways. That is glycolysis and the pentose phosphate pathway. So glycolysis consumes 90% of the glucose and the remaining 10% of the glucose is consumed in the in the pentose phosphate pathway. Now the RBC, they also have a very solid cytoskeleton. The inside of the cytoplasm is filled with a lot of different a, a, lo a lot of different coherent cyto cytoskeletal proteins. And, and, and these proteins, they, they are they are stuck or they, they are they are chained to the cell membrane by other proteins called glycophorin and and the chloride HCO3 exchanger. Now the cell membrane again, it has a lot of proteins. Uh, one, one of the one of ones, one very important protein present in the cell membrane of the RBC is the is spectrin. Now spectrin. Now, spectrin is very, very, is very, is very important for maintaining the proper shape of the proper shape of the RBC. In some diseases like congenital hereditary spherocytosis, there is there is there, there are some defects in in spectrin formation. So, due to defective spectrin, the cell loses its shape, and so the, the RBC cannot really perform its function. Now, now, because the red blood cell is biconcave, so this makes you know this really this really increases the surface the surface to volume ratio, which means that there is more surface area of the RBC. Now, this has two advantages. First of all, it increases it increases the diffusion area. Okay, so so the gases you know more more get more gases or more oxygen can really come inside the. Uh, can, can come inside the RBC and also the <coughs> intracellular diffusion area this is very very small so the oxygen you know it just doesn't stay inside the RBC I mean well when, when the when the blood you know when the when the RBCs they they go from one part of the body to another so they they have to deliver the oxygen out of their out of their cytoplasm out of them into the cells so the oxygen which stays inside the RBC has to go out. So to, to make this possible, the intracellular diffusion area is very small. So so this is another advantage of of the of the increased surface to volume ratio. Now of course uh, there are other you know there are other factors as well for you know for for the 
for the increased binding of oxygen to him to the red blood cells that is hemoglobin which which i will be talking about in my in my further episodes that's 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 a totally different topic so i will be talking in more detail about that later on now there are some important important components of the you know of the rbcs now like i've said like i've just mentioned hemoglobin this is this is this is the most important component of rbcs and um this is all this is this is yet another different you know podcast episode because this is also that there are so many things to talk about hemoglobin i mean the structure you know the, the structure the functions and and how it affects you know you know how it, how it affects the human body diseases which happen out of abnormal or reduced or or increased hemoglobin so hemoglobin is a big is a big topic and i will talk more about that later on but one but but the main point to remember from hemoglobin is that hemoglobin is the is the component representing the rbc that is responsible for 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 the transport of oxygen you you can say that without hemoglobin we we cannot really survive we we we, we will just die out because we we won't be able to you know transport the oxygen to the different areas of the body so that's hemoglobin the most important component of rbc's then then there is there there is also 2,3 diphosphoglycerate which is also known as which is which is also known in short form as 2,3 dpg now this now this is a substance well, i think this is a something like a, and some something like a, i think um for you know something like a, a, a glycoprotein i don't know so now this now this substance this this reduces the affinity of hemoglobin to oxygen so i mean this this is this this also plays a very important part in delivering the oxygen out of the rbc to the cells so this is another thing yeah and and 2,3 dpg uh, this is formed from 1,3 dpg that the reaction which is catalyzed by the enzyme dpg mutase and it, it is interesting to note that you know there are equal amounts of 2,3 dpg in the rbc as hemoglobin which is around four to five millimoles now after diphos after 2,3 dpg that the, the next important component of rbc is glu is glutathione <coughs> so glut so glutathione this is uh, now this is an antioxidant you know so the, in rbc's uh, there there is a lot of glutathione in fact in fact in our body only the liver cells have more glutathione than than the rbc's and this is because you know this is this is this is because the rbc's they, they have to be protected against against oxidative damage and so there, there is a lot there is a lot of this antioxidant glutathione present in rbc's the next the rbc's they also contain a lot of carbonic anhydrase now this is an enzyme and then there are two types of carbonic anhydrase carbonic anhydrase one and carbonic anhydrase two now this enzyme helps to convert carbon dioxide into hco3 okay bicarbonate ions now this is important because i mean so far i have i have been just kind of talking about you know oxygen transport but the but the rbc's they also help they also play a very important role in the transport of carbon dioxide now now you know all of our cells in the body you know 
they they they, they undergo they they are they are involved in a lot of metabolic reactions okay and, and the end result of these metabolic reactions is a lot of energy produced of course but 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 there are some waste products formed like carbon dioxide so carbon dioxide is produced from 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 the from the metabolism of different you know energy sources in 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 in, in all of the cells so this carbon dioxide is, is not a good thing you know this has to be expelled out so the rbcs in the blood they they bind or or they or they take up this carbon dioxide and and they and they don't take and and they convert it into you know yeah through the help of carbonic anhydrase they convert this carbon dioxide into bicarbonate ions and 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 so it carries that carbon dioxide in the in the form of bicarbonate ions to the lungs and when when it reaches to the lungs then it it again converts the bicarbonate ion back to co2 carbon dioxide with the help of the same enzyme carbonic anhydrase and then the and then the co2 the carbon dioxide goes out through the lungs through through you know through exhalation through our noses out out into the atmosphere so that's how carbon dioxide transport happens <coughs> then um like 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 i like i've mentioned before that there are some you know that there are some there are some membrane proteins in the rbcs like spectrin now except spectrin there are two other important membrane proteins of course there are many of them but these two are are kind of notable and 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 they are chloride HCO3 exchanger and and the water channel called aquaporin 1 so these are important membrane proteins so that's about the structure and and the different things present in in, in RBCs and and their and their related functions their their related significance now you know red blood cells i mean when you when you go to the doctor you know red blood cells these these are a very important thing to to really sort of examine to to really know about so the doctor might give you a, a lot of different tests okay and in in those tests there will be a lot of you know parameters and, and a lot of um <coughs> and a lot of technicalities and and numbers so now i am going to talk about those different parameters of red blood cells now first of all we have to know how many Red, red blood cells our body ha has now now the normal now now that now the number of red blood cells present in the body depends you know on with with age with gender with you know with altitude people who live in high altitude they have higher higher levels of rbcs and also with exercise athletes they have more rbcs however men in general they have more rbcs than women men have around 5.2 million per per deciliter of you know blood and women have 4.7 million rbcs per deciliter of blood and, and the reason for this disparity and the reason for men having more red blood cells is due to the hormone testosterone men men they have more of testosterone and women they have less of it of course you know um I mean, women also have testosterone, just like men also have estrogen, but but the levels are very very less. Yeah. So so that is about the total number of RBCs. Now another important you know another important parameter is the hematocrit value. So what is hematocrit? Hema, you know like 
like I've said in the last episode and, and also in the beginning of this episode that our blood this has two components all right plasma the the watery component and the and the formed element which is which is made up of the different cells now the, the most important component of you know of the of the formed element as well as of whole blood is actually RBCs so generally RBCs they they comprise around around 40% of the blood okay in men and and 36% in women so this so so this so the percentage of RBCs in the blood this is called hematocrit okay so in in some in some instances you know that uh, people might have more hematocrit like like in some cancers okay polycythemia vera in which the marrow produces more and more red blood cells or in some instances like you know anemia and you know blood loss you know the, the hematocrit level is, falls down so this gives this gives us an idea about the relative concentration of hemoglobin um, with, 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 with the other components of blood then another important parameter is the erythrocyte sedimentation rate which is called ESR in short form so now the now this is nothing the ESR is nothing but you know when you when you take blood in in a sort of a cylindrical tube okay and you just and you just allow it to stand okay of course you you have to you have to give some anticoagulants to the blood otherwise normally blood just clots just clots so to stop the clotting you have to get some anticoagulant and and then when you keep it standing in a, in a cylinder okay uh, what, what happens is that the over some time the red the red blood cells they they settle down at the bottom so so the rate at which the at which the rbc's settle down at the bottom this is called esr okay now <coughs> so the so so you know so, so there are some conditions in which ESR is increased, like normally it, it, it is much higher in women, also increases with age and also in pregnancy. However, there are, there are, all, there are also some diseases in which ESR increases, like infections, some cancers and chronic diseases like, you know, like any, any chronic disease. So the ESR goes up. The, the reason why ESR goes up in, in, the chronic in the chronic diseases is because, you know, in, in, these, in these diseases, is that, you know, in these diseases, the body is trying to combat the disease. And, 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 and as a part of that defense, you know, process, many special substances are produced in the body. Now, these substances, they are, they are called acute phase reactants. And so these acute phase reactants, they, they contribute to, to something called, you know, Rolo formation. I don't know. I don't know how you how you pronounce it. So so they so they so they cause the RBCs to to clump together. As a result, the RBCs they become heavier, and so they settle down much faster. As, as a result, the ESR increases. Now, now 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 there are different techniques for me for measuring ESR. Two main techniques actually, and that is the Wintrobes method and the Westergren method. So, so measuring with the Westergren method, the ESR in men is around 15 millimeter per hour, and for women it is around 20 millimeter per hour. So that's so that is about the ESR. Now, and, and another thing about the 
another important thing about the RBC is that we, we, we must know how big the red blood cell is, if it is too small or if it is too big. The, the, normal, the, the, normal, uh, the normal volume of the or size of the red blood cell is around 80 to 100 femtoliters, okay? So if it is more than 100, we say that the red blood cell is big, uh, which in other words, we call it macrocytic. And if it is less than 80, then we call it microcytic. So this is very, this is clinically very important because in some anemias, you know, the, the, the red blood cells, they, they, they are, they are, Im they, they are immature. So, 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 the, so they become much bigger, like in, like in folic acid, vitamin B12 deficiency anemia, in chronic alco alcohol, alcoholics. So, and, and also in some instances, the, the, set, the, the size of the RBC can be small, like in, like in RN deficiency anemia, and also, I think, sickle cell anemia. Yeah. Then it's, it's not just important to know about the size of the RBC, but we also need to know how much hemoglobin is present in the RBC. Now, now on an average, this is around, this is around 27 to 31 um, pic picogram per cell. And also sometimes, you know, um, we, we also have to correlate the amount of hemoglobin present in the cell with the volume of the cell. So this is called uh, MCHC, which is nothing but mean corpuscular hemoglobin concentration, and this is around 32 to 36 gram per deciliter. And, um, and another parameter which we may, which we may, you know, try to try to see in the in the lab test is actually red cell distribution width. What this means is that you know sometimes like like i've mentioned in, in some in some diseases in some anemias you know, some some of the cells they become bigger some of, some of the rbcs they become bigger in size so we need to know you know so so the so the so the rd so the rdw the red cell the red cell distribution width this measures the variations in the size of the rbcs you know how many cells are bigger or how many cells are smaller so in any situation in, in any condition in which the rbcs they become bigger or smaller we, we, we will find a significant variation in the RDW. So this, this is again, you know, you know, diagnostically very, very important. So those are about, <coughs> so those are about the numbers of, you know, some, the different, some, some, of, some of the different parameters of RBCs and, and, the, and the normal numbers and what they mean. Because, you know, sometimes when you go for the, you know, blood report, you, you might be kind of thinking, what are these things? So, I mean, now, now, now I think you will have a better idea of of those different things, you know, written in your lab report. So those, those, so that, those, so that is a, so that's all about that. Now, what does the RBC perform? What are, what are the different functions of the RBC? Now, there are three important functions of the RBC. Of course, the most important is the is the transport of oxygen throughout the different parts of the body, from the lungs through the different parts of the body, and also the transport of carbon dioxide from the from the cells as a waste product back into the lungs and and through the lungs you know out into the out into the atmosphere through exhalation so that is, that is the second function of rbc's and another function of rbc's is to act as an as an acid base buffer <coughs> now you know our body you know the, the our blood you know we know right acidi acidity and you know pH, which we call, we, 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 we might have you know heard about that in, in our chemistry classes. So you know that there is a specific pH of our blood, 
it's it's very very narrow so you know many many diseases can happen if the ph actually goes up which is called acidosis or or acidemia or, or if the ph goes down so there are many different mechanisms of the body to to control this you know these imbalances in ph and and two very um and 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 two very important components they they play a part of, of, of course there are many other complex mechanisms however you know um uh, however there are some you know substances in the in the blood which absorb the hydrogen ion that is the acid that, that is the acid part so so any substance which can which can absorb hydrogen this is called an acid base buffer okay so it 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 it, it plays a very important role in 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 dealing with the acid base imbalances so so this is quite interesting to note uh, well in fact it is not that interesting but i think some people may not know is that you know our hemoglobin our rbc's they actually act as a as, as something like a second line sort of you know acid based buffers because you know there are many proteins present in, in the in the rbc's and these proteins they they, they they carry a negative charge usually and and, and hydrogen ion that is a proton which is positively charged so so the, so the, so the so the very concentrated protein negatively charged protein in the rbc can really take up a lot of of the hydrogen ion so so that is why rbc's they can act as a as a decent acid base buffer so this so this is the third function of rbc's yeah so yeah so i think that that's all about it for this episode so to, to sum it up i i talked about you know i talked about uh, the the structure the structure of the structure of rbc's the different components of rbc's and also many different you know parameters about rbc's the different um the different techni technicalities and, and the different figures for them what what happens when they become high when they become low and what does it mean and also lastly i also talked a bit about the f the functions of rbc's so yeah so, so so that is all for this episode and and I, and I think this time I could I could make it much more much more kind of you know much more organized that's because I think I I made a note this time so yeah I think it was much better and and, and also it was it was much more packed with information so that that is it for this episode and, and thanks for listening and I hope you liked it I hope you took something from it and I'll catch you next time bye